you live from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's golf and other four-letter words. And now your host, you've heard him on ESPN, Fox Sports, and Sirius XM Radio, Mr. Dennis Silvers. Wow! Wow, thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to... Uh this edition of Golf and Other Four-Letter Words right here on the Vegas Video Network. Hope you could stay with us for the next quick 30 minutes as we have another great, great show in store for you this evening. have a very special guest, good guy. You've seen him here uh, probably on television. Uh, he is currently a sports anchor for KLAS Channel 8. Let's give it up for Mr. Scott Bemis. Thanks, Dennis. All right, Scotty. I'm good. I'm good. That was a great introduction. Well, thank you very much. Let me start off real quickly before we get into our first segment. Uh, you sounded like a rich kid growing up in Newport Beach. I mean, what's up with that? With the it's a great area. Great area. I, I, I like to call myself middle class. Okay, you middle know, class. I, I, my dad yeah. would certainly describe it as, as middle class. But what yeah, a great area. It was a great area. I had an opportunity to play the, the Newport Beach Country Club growing up. That's nice. Where my dad was a member at where they play the Toshiba Super right. Classic. Just actually was played there. And uh, yeah, great area, lots of great golf around there, so it was a lot of fun. Did you have a boat? Uh, did not have a boat. I thought no, everybody in no. Newport had I, a boat. I, I told you, we're middle class. We had jet skis. We had two jet skis, but uh, yeah, we didn't live wow. right on the water like uh, like everybody else is. We, we, were, we were inland Newport Beach, if there is such a thing, about six, I, uh, seven yeah. miles I off hear the you. coast. Great. Yeah. Orange <laughs> County kid right here. All right, graduated USC, great school with a uh, degree in journalism. What got you into the journalism field? Well, it's kind of like you grow up. I always want to be a sports. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds so cliche, and everybody says it, you know, that story. But that's really what it was. I mean, growing up, you say, "Hey, how can I get a job in sports?" Yeah. And you look at my body here. Obviously, I wasn't going to be a great athlete. You know, uh, it wasn't going to work out that way. So, I mean, I loved playing sports, loved talking about sports, yeah. and I figured, "Hey, what's what's the next best thing to actually playing and you know being a professional athlete?" Right. Well, you could. Talk about the professional yeah. athletes or, or the college athletes. You did some good stuff in L.A. before you uh, moved to, I believe it was Idaho Falls. Correct. Before you came here to Las Vegas. Scott, how does the market there differ from Las Vegas? I know in Idaho Falls, you know, by the way, we mm -hmm. made you feel right at home. Coming from Idaho Falls, we have a bunch of... Uh, Road chips, road apples, right here in the front. Uh, <laughs> but how does where the, are the potatoes, uh, right? The auto potatoes. How, how does the market differ? Uh, well, for, for one... It was really night and day because Las Vegas, obviously, uh, not very conservative, <laughs> as yeah. we know. So, um, and Eastern Idaho, one of the more conservative places that, that you'll visit. Um, kind of an extension of Salt Lake City a little bit. Great place to, to raise a family, to grow up. Yeah. Tons of great people in Eastern Idaho. I actually miss Eastern Idaho a lot. But, uh, but Vegas yeah. has, has embraced me, and I, I've really enjoyed it down here. Really, the biggest difference is just when it comes to covering sports and things like that. It's just what you're covering. Right. I mean, in Idaho... You're covering high school sports mainly. That's that's what you're doing. I mean, the, the local Boise football State. team, Boise State, Boise State as well. I mean, Boise State was kind of the the school that the whole state embraced yeah. up there, and so that was that was fun. Idaho State was actually more in my direct uh, <laughs> our direct market that we were in, and Idaho State struggled a little bit uh, athletically. But Boise State was the big story going on. They went to the Fiesta Bowl right. while I was there. It was it was it was a lot of fun. But then you, you come to Las Vegas and obviously it's a huge event town. You got big yeah. stuff going on a lot of the time. You know, you got the big fights yep. that come into town. You got the running rebels. Yeah, we're gonna course. talk about that a yeah. little bit later in the but golf season all there though. Golf, in Idaho. You know what? Actually 
very, very much a golf addicted state, I would say. Really? People love, it's kind of like, you know, you see those stories all the time about people in Chicago. Like during the winter, they're just waiting to bring those clubs out. Yeah, they don't play during the winter, obviously, because there's snow on the ground. But the minute that it gets Pew! over 50 degrees they're and there. that snow starts melting, even the yeah. snow is sometimes still out in the course, they'll be out there. And I was, I was lucky. You know, you talk about great public golf. You know, growing up in Newport Beach, Southern California, as we both know, it can be expensive to go out and play, yeah. uh, a, you know, even a decent course. Yeah. But, but in, in Idaho Falls, three public courses, they have one, actually, that's been on some Golf Digest list that you can pay $20. Wow. Pinecrest is, is what it's called. And, and you wow. go out there and you think that you're wow, playing wow, like wow. A, a decent course. You know, it's not, it's not Augusta National, but oh. it is a very nice course. And you go out there and you, you play that's for nice. $20. That's nice. Great. Idaho Falls. Right. Yeah. Uh, I played, what, Redneck Country Club there, I think it was. Uh, <laughs> Redneck something. Country Club. All right, a lot of great golf this uh, weekend. Huge, huge story came out of Orlando at Arnie's Tournament. We're going to talk about that right now in Tournament Scorecard. Here it is. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Golf and Other Four-Letter Words. I'm your host, Dennis Silvers, Scott Bemis from Channel 8. Huge story, Scott. Uh, Tiger wins for the seventh time at Arnie's Place at Bay Hill, uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, I've got to say, I watched most of the tournament, played awfully good, and I think the big difference in this event was, Scott, as we were talking about earlier, uh, he made a lot of putts. He looked good. Short game was a little bit better. Uh, what do you think this win is going to do for him, and what do you think all the golf pundits are going to say? He's back, blah, 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 yeah, blah. <laughs> and I'm not buying that, because one win, you know, doesn't make a PGA uh, Tour season. True. But what's your slant on it? Well, I, and that's all I've been asked recently when I've been doing sports, and I've been showing the Bay Hill highlight, uh, you know, the, the main anchors keep asking, oh, is Tiger back? Does this mean he's back? And I don't think he's really ever been away, to be honest, to be honest with you, in the sense. It's just the, the, the expectation level for him is so high yeah. that is he back to where he was in 2000 or, or 2006? No, he's, he's, no. He's, he's not there yet. But as far as being a guy who's going to contend to be the number one player in the world again, yeah, I think, yeah. I think he's back. I think he's, I, what that win will do for him, just playing well on a Sunday and not just winning by a shot, you yeah. know, maybe getting lucky down the stretch. I mean, you saw the scores that were there yeah. on, on, on Sunday. I mean, there was, there was an 84 for sure. Jeff, over 83 from Anthony Kim. Yep. Uh, I, I was looking down the scores. Only, I think, a few scores in the 60s even not on an Sunday. Easy, not an easy golf course. It was, yeah. Apparently, the greens were yeah. you know, rock hard on that yep. Sunday. He goes out and he shoots 200, makes it look really easy, yeah. wins by five shots. He didn't yeah. just squeak away with, you know, with, a, with a title or come from behind. It was kind of like old Comfortable Tiger. walk. Yeah, yeah. comfortable and, walk. And I think that's a good sign for him. I obviously. do, too. Uh, you know, it shows you what a win does on the PGA Tour, especially for a guy like Tiger. His odds got cut in half. He was 7-1 for the Masters. Now he's 7-2. to two. <laughs> Also, uh, total majors in 2012. Uh, he's 2-1 to one to, uh, to win at least one. 66-1, you know, in a grand slam, but that's wow. not going to happen. I have my doubts whether he's going to win one anyway, but... Uh, uh, it's got to be great news for him. It is, and, and, when, and when it comes to the majors, I think if you're, if you're betting on Tiger to win a major, you're basically putting your money on him to probably win the Masters, is, is, I, I think, is, is the way you're looking at it at this point. I mean, yeah. yes, he can, he can win an Open, a U.S. Sure. Open. He can win sure. a, a British Open. PGA probably also uh, a little closer to the Masters as far as not a ridiculous setup. But I think the thing that, that as I'm thinking about it here, that maybe bodes well for him is how he's driving the ball as far as the driving accuracy. Yeah. When it comes to those majors, when it comes to like playing a U.S. Open, yeah. uh, you know, at the Masters, even when he was at his worst 
the last couple of years. Absolute worst. Yeah. What did he do? He's still tied for fourth I know. both I know. those years. So I know. now that he's playing well, coming in with some momentum, I mean, I, I got to believe that he's definitely yeah. a betting favorite, and I'm wishing that I got in when it was 7-1. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> well, we're going to see a lot, a lot of things could change in two weeks. You know, swing could change, attitudes, you know, a million things could happen. Uh, I, I just don't think he's going to win the Masters uh, this year uh, again, but, yeah. you know, it's going to be a great tournament. Uh, Yanni Sang, currently ranked number one lady player in the world, just wins her second tournament in a row down in Southern California at La Costa, where I'll be this coming weekend doing a remote for CBS Radio. Uh, the Kia Classic, uh, with that win, she becomes the second youngest player to reach 15 LPGA Tour wins. She's 23 years old. You know, I'll bet, who the number one is at 22 years old. I, I just know you know. <laughs> Nancy Lopez. You got it. Bing, bing, bing. Give my bell. I cheated. I Very read the good. wire story. But seriously, uh, you know, you 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 talk about golf every weekend when you're anchoring the sports. What do the Americans? What are they going to have to do, Scott, to step up to the plate to start winning more tournaments? If you go down week after week after week in the top ten, the top twelve, eight of those names are European or Korean players. What's happening to our American gals? What well, do they got to do? You know, it just looks like that, like you said, the, the, the Asian countries, I mean, golf has blown up there, apparently, uh, when it comes to, to women playing golf. And, and they're just producing them at an incredible rate. But there are still some great American players out there. Sure there I, are. I mean, I was, I was looking at Lexi Thompson, you know, the, the, the youngster, Michelle uh, Wee, yeah. obviously, uh, yeah, Paula Creamer. Mm -hmm. um, I, they're there for whatever reason. I don't know if, if maybe Yanni has kind of gotten in their heads a little bit, kind of like the Tiger, so. oh, kind of like the Tiger so. effect a little bit um, in that sense that that maybe they're just uh, you know they're a little intimidated right now. Well, I'll tell you, I like the way she plays because she's got a huge advantage. She's uh, she's strong. She hits it a mile. She's got a big distance uh, advantage on most of these gals. She's aggressive. She goes for pins because she's hitting short irons with the other gals are just kind of. Deacon it down the fairway, playing more conservative. They don't have, they can't hit the same kind of shot she does. Gives her a huge advantage. And, and that's where it gets kind of interesting because when you talk about a girl like Lexi Thompson or Michelle Wee, I mean, that's one area where they would have just as much of an advantage yeah. as far as length off the tee. But when you're talking about a girl like Lexi Thompson, she's probably going to be a great player and probably win several majors, would be my guess. But still, she's young. She's, she has to learn how to play on a right. professional tour like that. When it comes to Michelle Wee, we don't know. We, we, we don't, don't know. We don't know what's going on there. From all indications, she's actually got her life in a very nice place right now. A good balance off the course. But, you know, maybe maybe that obsession with the game of golf that is, is necessary, I don't know, to be at the top of the world, maybe maybe that's just not there for her right now because she does have a nice little balance going being a yeah. champ. Well, that's a good point. And so, so I'll point. tell you this. When it comes to the LPGA, you were asking, you know, we talk about it every week. We, we don't really talk about it in the mainstream in the LPGA, and it's because we should be talking about it more with a, with a girl like Yanni Sen, who's, yeah. who's winning multiple majors, yep. but you need the Americans. You need the you Americans need for them to, 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 to be to challenged. To the interest level yeah, up. To, to hit the mainstream public. Yeah, basically. exactly right. That's a, that's a very, very good point. All right, there are a lot of ways to uh, watch the show to get a hold of us, and you could simply go to email, and it's simply golf at VegasVideoNetwork.com. We also got a toll-free line for you. Don't even need any change in your pocket to call us. 1-866-966-45495. 1-866. <laughs> what the hell's our number, huh? 
I'm just a guest here, There it here, is, Dennis. right on the screen. You're throwing me off. He's, he's, he's putting a mirror in my eye. There it is, right on the screen. I like that Dennis also, looked at me for the answer to that question. Like, also, I, also, we've got live chat. Just go to our website or homepage, VegasVideoNetwork.com. Hit that little live chat icon, and you, too, can enter the live chat room. Send us a question. Send us a suggestion. Send us a complaint, whatever. And uh, maybe we get your questions next week on the show, something like that. Also, if you miss any of the shows... We are archived, so you can go to VegasVideoNetwork.com and just look up the show you missed, click on it, and uh, we'll be rolling it uh, on for you. Also, Vegas Video Network is a lot like Scott Bemis' drives. We're all over the place, okay? <laughs> We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. We're on Roco TV, TV. And also, Friday Night Features, every Friday night from 8 to midnight on uh, AM 1400. K-Shop, K-S-H-P, they re-air all of the uh, audio portions of the show. Well, since you mentioned, so that's you mentioned cool. sending suggestions, now, 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 now that you opened it up, I mean, yeah. just try to keep to a minimum about the shirt that Dennis is wearing as well <laughs> tonight if you can. <laughs> Drives all over the place, but uh, one thing I do I know. well. I know, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, actually, I won in a uh, Don Ho contest, so this is... <laughs> what, really what time's the luau? Yeah, I, what time I don't are know. Going? We're, we're sinking the pig in about 10 minutes, so anyway... <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. Scott and I are going to uh, step away, take a short break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have a real fun segment for you. We call that Birdies and Bogies, so stay with us. We're back with you right after this. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. All right, get ready for birdies and bogeys, everybody. Welcome back to Golf and Other Four-Letter Words here on the Vegas Video Network. Scott Bemis, Dennis Silvers. I'm going to give you some stuff. Let me know, birdie, bogey, double, okay. whatever you think. Uh, I, I say the tread it, the tread it. Father and Son Challenge returns this year, scheduled for December 15th and 16th, in Orlando with Arnold Palmer, again, being the uh, chairman of this event. Uh, there are 18 two-man teams. It's a Turing professional and his son, okay, uh, that are playing, and uh, Arnold Palmer has indicated there's a good possibility that uh, he's going to pick one of his grandsons or whatever to, uh, to play in this event. Uh, I, I don't know, Scott. I, uh, birdie or bogey? I think I have a little bit of a different take on this than, than you do. I'm going to say birdie on this one. I enjoy watching the Father-Son Challenge. The reason I enjoy watching it, you see the Floyds out there. You see the Trevinos. It's kind of fun to see the sons, in my opinion, of PGA Tour legends sometimes. See, they're usually pretty good golfers, like they're around scratch or yeah. something like that, but kind of to see their limitations or what it takes then to get to that next level and to be, like, say, a Bill Haas, yeah. someone who actually made it in, onto the PGA Tour, to see that, that difference that exists. And part of me, too, gets a little nostalgic when I think about a Father-Son Challenge because I played yeah. in a in several father-son events as a junior golfer. In fact, played one uh, where against Tiger Woods and his father as well. Wow. They were in the same group as us. 
I actually, wow. it was my older brother and, and my dad who gave them, a real, gave them a real run for their money at the time. But, uh, but it kind of makes me a little nostalgic. So I say, I say Birdie. It's kind wow. of a fun event. Did, uh, did Tiger have any women following him then? <laughs> he was only, the I gallery? think, uh, 11 at the time. Okay. So, well, you know. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't take a look. You know, I, I, you know I, I, number one, I just don't think this has a lot of entertainment value. I, I don't give a, a hoot about Bernard Longer's kid you know, playing golf with him. And mostly important, I think if Arnold does play, uh, you know, he's done. I, I think it's, he's going to embarrass himself, Scott. Well, don't you think, though, that people still at this point like to see Arnold Palmer uh, of playing, course they playing do. golf? I mean, the, the ultimate fan-friendly golfer, I mean, the king. I, I, I see your point. Is, is it going to drive television ratings to the point of, say, the Masters? No. No. But as far as a silly season fun yeah. event. This is uh, silly. Yeah. If they're trying to make it into a bigger thing, then yes, I would yeah. say bogey. But just as a fun thing to do every right. now and then, I would say bogey. I'll give them a pass on that. All right. It's official. The PGA Tour just announced last week that uh, the end of Q School, as we know it, which I think Q School is the best golf whole year, to watch these guys come down the sixth day in the last three holes, throwing up all over themselves, and choking, choking yeah, yeah. or whatever, because they're trying to get their PGA Tour card. Uh, they're going to make the nationwide tour as the uh, primary path now to getting your card on the PGA Tour. And also, they said, starting next year, the PGA Tour season, rather than starting in early January in Hawaii, is going to start in October Okay, which might have some ramifications for some of the events in the fall series. Uh, you think it's a good idea, number one, Scott? And what do you think this might do for the Shriners Tournament here in Las Vegas? Well, I think it's the overall context of the idea. I say definitely a birdie on this one. You mentioned the Shriners. Fall series event. Both of us have been out there, covered it here in Vegas. It just lacks a little juice to it, whatever it is. And although just making FedEx you know, FedEx Cup points yeah. available isn't going to make this a gigantic event. It will help it on It'll some help level. It. I agree. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help that this will now be like the beginning of the tour season. It'll give it a little more juice. It's not going to. It's not going to overhaul the event and suddenly have Phil and Tiger and Rory showing up in Las Vegas. Right. But that helps. The one. The one downside I think is that Q School thing you talked about as far as six rounds of golf basically deciding your future. But let's be honest. Drop. You have to be a hardcore golf fan. To really even know Q School well, that's is, is going on. That's so even though true. all this drama exists, yeah. unless you've read Feinstein's book yeah, or know well, what's that's going a good on, point. nobody knows it's going on. So in this sense, I think people will yeah. kind of realize, oh, okay, we're at that, that point now where the tour season is going to start. So Q School is right going to be around that time. They might be aware that this event, these three right. events are going on. I still don't think those three events are necessarily going to be huge deals. No. But for your hardcore golf fans, it's going to be pretty cool yeah. because you're going to have... Guys basically playing well, sure. three events to try to decide yeah. you know, who gets their card. And it's going to be interesting to see, like you say, it's going to, uh, they're not quite sure yet whether they're going to award full FedEx Cup points or half points here for the uh, event here in Las Vegas. And also, one of the reasons they're doing it, because nationwide, they're losing them as a sponsor, umbrella sponsor, at the end of this year. So they want to pump up, they want to hype up the nationwide to attract a, you know, an umbrella sponsor. And like Scott said, they're going to do three tournaments. People off the PGA Tour money list, the top players off of the nationwide, three tournaments, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I think it was definitely one of those things where those, those fall series events get a big boost from this because they were, yeah. just, they were just throwaway events, yeah. to be honest. I mean, they weren't even part of the FedEx yeah. Cup season. So yeah. it's kind of silly almost to have a season and then have like four events that are, don't even really factor into the main part yeah. of the season. And like you said, you have to be a hardcore golf fan I agree. to really 
to really get into. I agree. All right, this is a cute one here too. Uh, the uh, Asian Tour has been sued by four Asian Tour players that were suspended after refusing to pay $5,000 each for a fine because they played on an opposing tour. Uh, they played in one event uh, called the One, Na uh, one Asia Tour, uh, and the players contend, number one, that the fine is unfair, and it's too large compared to the money that they actually make playing in these events. Uh, so rather than stay with five, the Asian tour says, oh, really, you don't like it? We're going to make it $10,000. So they doubled the fine on these guys. Birdie or bogey? Sounds like a bogey to me yeah. because last time I checked, uh, professional golfers, it's not like they were signing huge contracts with the New York Jets with exactly. big signing well, exactly. bonus or anything. I mean, I didn't necessarily know. I don't know what kind of paperwork they sign with whatever tour that, they, that they play on. But it sounds to me like you should have the freedom to go out and play other events if you yeah. want. Sure, they have rules in place. Like, you have to play a certain number of events well, to, be, exactly. to be on a tour and exactly. things like that. But as long as these players fit that criteria, yeah. it, just, it just seems a little out of whack with being a golfer, an independent contractor. I do, too. About? And and as you may or may not know, uh, all the players here on the PGA Tour are allowed to play on another tour, provided they play a minimum of five events here before they go play in Europe or something like that. So it's going to be interesting to uh, to see uh, how that comes out. All right, finally, the King Arnold Palmer says he's very disappointed and a bit PO'd. He's a little bit upset that both the number one player and the number two player in the world, Luke Donald and Rory McIlroy, respectively, uh, passed his event last week at Bay Hill. Uh, Arnie says, well, I went out of my way to go overseas and, and play in the open and play here and this and that. At least those guys could have come here. Uh, birdie or bogey for Arnie? I, 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 I'm just not buying it. I, I'm going to give Arnie a bogey on this, but I will say I kind of agree with Arnie that I would have loved to have seen those guys well, over sure. here because I want to see as many events as possible with Tiger and Rory and Luke, sure. and especially Tiger and Rory at this point because yeah. there is a budding rivalry that uh, that could be real awesome for golf fans that uh, – Hopefully we'll get to see yeah. an event this year, maybe a major where those two are, are there at the end, yeah. you know, on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. But when it comes to so much travel involved with golf, going back and forth, especially if you're, you know, Rory or Luke. I mean, I guess, I guess they probably have places in, in the United States. So I don't know if they went all the way back home on these know. off weeks or not. But if they were in Florida and they were just taking a week off in Florida, then I, I I'd say, okay, Arnie, I you, agree. You, you got you got a point there because this is. Bay Hill, and this, yeah. is, this is a big deal. And, but. you know, it's not like Rory McIlroy, for as long as he's been a professional, has always taken, what, at least two to three weeks off before the Masters. Same thing with Luke Donald. Can't force these guys to play. They're independent contractors. They make their own schedule. Yeah, it would have been nice to show up, but you know what? It couldn't have worked out any better for Arnie because Tiger won the event, number one. Arnie wasn't even there. He was in the hospital because his blood pressure went up, right. seriously, and he, he wasn't there on the 18th green to whatever, but... Uh, but he's okay now. He's These all guys, right now. They, they can't play every week. I mean, they, they can't, can't play they can't, every week. They can't, or, or they could, but they won't. I mean, they we, won't. It's been proven That's over time. That's exactly right. So, yeah. I mean, Rory, I think, has shown a commitment to playing in the United States this yeah. year. He's played several events. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a pass on this yeah. one. All right. All right. That's going to do it for uh, Birdies and Bogies. We're going to step away, take a short station ID. And when Scott and I come back, we're going to kind of just chew the rag, and we're going to find out what it feels like to be a real sports anchor. So stay with us. We're back with you with uh, Golf and Other Four-Letter Words right after this. This is David Ivey for Bub Crawl. It's funny because, is David? Oh, wait. You should, you should, no, you should just leave it on. Hi, 
I'm David Ivey from Pub Crawl, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. And scene. All right, welcome back, everybody. We normally have a handicap helper here, but uh, trust me, you don't want Scott Trank. Okay? <laughs> keep that left arm yeah, straight, keep folks. Keep that straight. left arm okay, straight. Okay, that's it. Keep your Eye head on down. the ball, head down. Keep your head down yeah. and, you know, look. All right, Scott. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting for our uh, viewers. Hardest part of being a sports anchor? I think it's what people don't see. The, the, they, they assume that you go in, you watch sports all day, and then you're on air for three minutes, and then you go back to watching more sports. But the truth yeah. is, tough life. Ooh, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of preparation goes into it. I'm not complaining, trust me. I feel like I have one of the greatest jobs in the world. Would never, never complain. I mean, I, I feel blessed to have it, to be able to talk about sports. But there is a lot of work that goes into it. I mean, a lot of preparation that, that, that people don't see. Yeah. I mean, in fact, very little of your time is actually spent at an event, you know, watching the event or, or taking in the event. I mean, most of it is done in the, the preparation beforehand, right. the editing. You know, we, we edit and you write our own stuff, and yeah. so, um, which, is, which is nice because we control our own product and we're able yeah. to uh, put, a, you know, put our own words and, and, and kind of do everything ourselves, which is nice. But it's, it's probably it's the extra work. work that goes into it's it. It's a lot of work that... Uh, the yeah, it's a great job to go to sport events, this and that, but it's it's a lot of work. But it's great. I'm not putting those packages together to run at night. Uh, Paula Francis sent this in. <laughs> uh, I thought he was serious for a second too. I, I, I like wow, Paula. She just sent me a text. Uh, how do you? She's determine, been working on her. She's been working. Yeah. yeah, her low cut under the wind. How do you determine the impact and importance of a story? I One think over you, the other. Yeah, I, I think you always at least this is the way I approach it, and and in sports. A lot of times it's, it's, it's a little more light. It's a little more fun because it, it is sports. A lot of times you're doing profiles more than the hard-hitting new yeah. stuff that, that makes it into a, a newscast. But from my, I always try to think from the viewer's perspective, the people in Las Vegas. If I was at home and I was uh, a viewer, would I be interested in this? Mm -hmm. you know, would I be interested in this story? What would I want to hear about today? And so that's kind of how I block out the sportscast. And when I think about a story, I say, hey, is this interesting to me? Like if, if, if I wasn't... You know, I agree. I, 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 a sportscaster, if I was just sitting at home, would I be interested in this story or whatever this person has to offer? Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Uh, a lot of pros and cons, Scott, whether Las Vegas is truly a good sports town. It's an interesting question because, yes, we don't have, besides I'd say the running Rebels, a team that on a daily basis we follow religiously like most Mar I'd say big markets. Big do. markets, yeah. You know, markets with NFL, yeah. NBA teams, Major League Baseball teams. So in that sense, yes, it's an interesting sports town. But then again, what other market could you be in? There is no other market where you'd have Mayweather, Cotto, or, or right. if Mayweather, That's a good if Mayweather, point. Pacquiao ever yeah. happens, it's going to be the biggest sports event going on in the right. world That's a good that point. weekend. And you're right here in that town. And plus, you have big time people coming into Las Vegas. All the time for different things. The Michael Jordan Celebrity Invitational yeah. coming up. I mean, how many how exactly. many cities get to host an event like that? You know, where Aaron Rodgers. You know, you got Jordan out there. You have Greg Maddox, yeah. John Smoltz, yeah. guys playing. So there are all kinds of interesting things to cover. I would say on the day to day basis, it's sometimes it struggles with what do you cover on a day to day basis. As far as you know, if you're in LA, you're covering the Lakers, right? SC, exactly. The Dodgers. So what do you cover? Well, you go out and you find interesting stories. That's what you try to do. Yeah. You know, speaking of Mayweather, I mean, where else can you see Mayweather in court during the day and fighting <laughs> at the MGM at night? I mean, <laughs> come on. All right. Easiest sport to report on and hardest sport to report on? 
Interesting question. You know, I would put golf up there with one of the easiest sports to cover. I, it's it's a lot to cover if you're geographically speaking. Yeah. If if you are, if I'm out there with as my own camera guy trying to run around cover a golf event, it's tough. But what I mean by that is just the the fan or the media friendliness of the athletes that you're covering. Yeah. And so golf, those guys are always great. I mean, Charlie Hoffman yeah. oh, here yeah. from you know Las yeah. Vegas, one of the best. Our Bill local Lundy. guys are good. Yeah, I yeah. had a chance to. Speak with him, uh, they, you know, some of the other Las Vegas guys, are, they're so, so nice. You know, you could call them up anytime and they'd be willing to help you out if, if at all possible. The tougher sports, I think, is when you start dealing with, you know, with the egos associated with, with big-time NBA guys or, or big-time NFL guys or things like that. Whenever the yeah. media becomes something, and I understand why it is to them, so I'm, I'm, I give them a pass on that because they're dealing with this on a day-to-day basis. But whenever the media is, it becomes a pest. To them and so when you're trying to get in there and it's basically like you're almost like a pest to them that's when it becomes difficult to yeah cover. yeah exactly that, that's a good point that is very good finally if you were in charge of the shriners event here what are a couple things that you would do to uh give the event a little more pizzazz or what would you change i think i think part of that answer has already happened as far as they needed some kind of scheduling adjustment to make this a more meaningful event and and that's happened already that it's become part of the FedEx Cup playoffs and so that for one has been big the next thing is you know the, the Justin Timberlake aspect of it it's Las Vegas so it's the entertainment capital of the world I like the fact that they're trying to they try to have a host like the Bob Hope does and, yeah you yeah. know and and have uh, you know an actor or celebrity and and I think Justin has done done some good for the tournament but I think that part of it needs to be I don't know it needs to be uh, raised a little bit whatever it needs to be Maybe some, some more high-profile celebrities yeah. come out here. Because yeah, when, you're, ta- when you're talking about a, a silly season almost event you know, uh, that's not on yeah, part of the regular definitely. rotation, how do you make people care if you're not going to get Tiger or Phil or Rory? Now, you do whatever you can to try to get those guys, but I just don't think it's going to happen no, going forward. It's not going to so, happen. So what can you do? Well, being Las Vegas, entertainment capital right. of the world, you can try to get A-list celebrities in there for the pro-am or, or maybe even – Maybe even do something like a Bob Hope or an AT&T yeah. where you have a pro-am part of the event. I agree with him. I agree with it. Finally, real quick, uh, Tim Tebow over to the Jets. I think uh, Mark Sanchez says uh, he's cool with it. I think, I think they're going to really embrace him. I think he's going to have a great time over there. You know, part of me feels a little bit bad for the former Trojan, Mark Sanchez, because I'm I, I, a big fan of Mark Sanchez coming out of SC. I thought he did was a, was a really good college quarterback in the year that he was there, yeah. only spending yeah. one year. Yeah. And I feel like that he still has a, a bigger upside than he's shown, I guess. That, uh, that at this point, he's shown glimpses of being a, a really good quarterback. Yeah. And now you say, but now you bring in Tim Tebow, and I just feel kind of bad for him because whenever anything goes wrong, I mean, even if it's uh, they win a game, but they only win by three, a game they're favored by seven. I, I mean, know. you know those New York talk radio oh, uh, shows, the, the newspapers, the columnists? Didn't pray enough. Yes. Didn't it's, pray enough. It's going to be all over Tebow. Uh, somebody live chat? Jacob. All right. Well, Jerry. Sam, wants to I'm know, sorry. Yes, that's all right. Hi. Um, Jerry wants to know that uh, you know that shirt that Dennis is wearing. Do they have those for men as well? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do my luau dance right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, they do. Yes, they I do, Jerry. The they viewers, for men. I love the viewers of this yeah, show. We got a, they got a sick sense of humor. <laughs> they got a, Yes, they do. By the way, all right, we are about out of time. Uh, real quickly, when could people uh, see you on Channel 8 uh, KLAS? When well, do you do your broadcast? Yeah, we, we have our uh, newscasts uh, each day at 4, 5, 6, and 11. 
Sports is always on at uh, 6 and 11, but sometimes we make special appearances yep. in the other newscasts as well. Um, Chris Matthews is our Monday through Friday. He'll be anchor, and I report three days a week. But then I do the weekends as right. well at 5, right. 6, 30, and 11. So Channel 8, yeah. check it out. I yeah. will do. Good job. Thanks, Dennis. You're welcome Appreciate back it. anytime. All right. That's going to wrap it up for uh, this edition of Golf and Other Four-Letter Words right here on the Vegas Video Network. Make sure you're here next week for another good show. Hope you get a chance to get out and play some golf this weekend. Supposed to have some uh, pretty good weather. So until then, fairways and greens, everybody. And we'll see you all back next week. So long.